Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of The Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate. And as always, actually not as always, we're going to talk about some Ducks wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm really confused here. What's the, uh, what's the W2 under STRK on NHL.com? What, 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 what is that? I'm not S-T- used to seeing that. STRKW2. I don't know. It must mean... Uh, I don't know. Steak? No, no, that's... No, no it's close. Yeah. Streak? It can't be. Well, it's what two? So W. So you're saying streak? W for win? Two for two wins? In a in a row? That is. Is it next to ducks? Yeah, it's at the end of the at at the end of the Anaheim line there. So there's no way. This can't be that. Maybe if it was next to a team like say Boston, then then I believe that. Uh, well, Boston has a W three. Well, have they won three games in a row? Yes, they have. Huh. Well, there we go. Hmm. I mean, I guess the Ducks have won back-to-back games a couple times this season, but uh, they haven't won three yet. And uh, spoiler alert, I don't think they're going to do it against Boston. Uh, Which we won't yeah, be talking about. Good, but... Yeah, just as a reminder to everybody, we won't be talking about the Boston game uh, on this episode. That'll be on Wednesday's episode. Yeah. 
Thursday's episode. Everyone will look at it. All right, I guess the Ducks have won two games in a row. Montreal and Edmonton. Fuck yeah. I like it. So yeah, for the sec, Just the second time though, right? They haven't... um, Is that only the second time? I thought they'd done it three times. um, I'm just trying to scan the... Oh, yes. Um, Toronto and San Jose was the other one. Yeah. I love that San Jose is part of two of these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Love to see it. Oh... Yeah. Before we get into the games, though, how has your week been, Nate? It's been all right. I had my first week back to class, and uh, I might die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at my all my assignments and that, I'm just like, oh my god. Okay, here we go. This is going to be fun. So, especially the one class that is an asynchronous class. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't understand what that means, like there's not like scheduled class times. There's kind of like pre-recorded classes. Mm-hmm. Um. With uh, 18 assignments and exams. Ooh. That's more than one a week. Over a 12-week span, yeah. And uh, two of those include a group paper and group presentation. Fun. For an asynchronous class. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so one way, like, you literally don't get to meet anybody. No, it's just... Like, you're not even in the same Zoom meeting. It's like you guys literally just share... Like a a Google Drive, essentially, like a glorified yeah. Google Drive. Or, like unless we do like a Zoom meeting, like all together kind of thing, like to discuss the projects. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah, nuts, it's, man. yeah, it's that's gonna nuts. be fun. That one's gonna be fun. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay though. All I need is a C minus. That's what I keep reminding myself of. <laughs> yeah, I remember I had a class like that at, right at the beginning of COVID, an asynchronous one, and it was as it was just when I had switched from. Uh, or like finished my music and then switched into accounting. So I, yeah. I literally, and this was, so this was like third year accounting because I didn't, I, I had done some of like the intro accounting ones just as like blurs, but they were like, uh, they, they, I'd done them like a couple semesters ago at that point. Like I, so like anybody that I did know in those classes had, was already like way ahead because they were, or had dropped out or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I literally knew nobody in the class and like not there wasn't even an overlap between the people I knew in that class and the people that I knew in other classes that I had so and and there was a group project in that one or it was a it was an optional group like it was suggested that you do it as a group but like you didn't technically have to Uh, and Mm. I and I knew nobody in it so like I just had to do it by myself (laughs) and I'm I I can pretty much guarantee I wasn't the only one to do it I I feel like like for there's some assignments I'd rather do on my own. To be oh honest yeah, with I'm you. like yeah, like paper, like prod or, or like presentations. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you kind of split up the work, but yeah, papers are papers are difficult to do in person because you have to like basically rewrite a good chunk of it because like to have it be in a in the like a like similar flow. voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so to have five people write a paper with mm-hmm. five different voices, yeah, it's yeah. it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much what it was. It was like a like a two like it was really just one big long question that you had to answer. It was for like a finance class. Yeah, um, and it was like kind of supposed to be like a business proposal. Like, oh, what should you do in this situation regarding to this whatever financial issue it was? So like yeah. it would have been hard to do with two people anyways because it's it's really only a one person thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just answering a question and then putting the question into like a real world application. So yeah. It's, so I so I was kind of happy to do it by myself, anyways. But like it's 
it would just be w- weird to do anything yeah. else. Like if it was like a group presentation, like you said, it would be like damn near impossible. So yeah, like I, like I feel like like I said, the, the presentations like are like for groups, like that's fine. But papers are just. I don't get it. So, yeah. Anyways, what about you? How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Worked a little bit. Just was chill and watched some hockey. Nice. And, yeah. There actually, I went, um, I don't think I told you, I went to the Lethbridge Hurricanes game last night. I got some tickets through work for that. So, oh, sweet. Yeah. Can you get some for us uh, when Regina comes to town? I, I'm going to try. I, I really am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was telling my girlfriend on the way there, I was like, just so you know, if I do happen to snag the tickets for, from like through work for when Bedard's in town, like I, I am gonna take Nate, and she was like, "That's fine." Like I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like, "I like going, and it's like a cool date night." But like I I know how cool Bedard is, and like she's like, "I don't really care as much," and I know that Nate would like yeah appreciate it a lot more. And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> if you if you don't get tickets through work, we'll still get tickets. Though. Oh, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I, I'm actually gonna I'll ask this next week and see like if anyone has put claim on them because. I, I'm if this is the totem pole, I'm like down here. I'm below the totem pole for like yeah. <laughs> priority for this kind of stuff. So I'll, I'll just ask if anyone has their name on it. Hey, but if, that but that if means not, I'll that, hold out. So that means that like you're the base, you're the foundation. Yeah, exactly. Of the entire company. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without me, it falls apart. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I tell myself, anyways. Goddamn accountants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yes, we we will absolutely make it to one, if not both, of the games where the Pats are in town to face the Hurricanes by some means or another. So perfect, sounds good. Yeah, February tenth and March third, I believe, are the dates. Yeah, and I think they're both Saturdays. Perfect. So, I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's good stuff. But yeah, that's a, that was kind of the highlight of my week. Well, since our last episode, anyways. Oh wait, shit! February tenth. Hold on. Yeah, I, I could be wrong about that actually. So, uh, oh no, February eleventh is 11th? the Saturday. Oh okay. I mean, it we'll, could... we'll have to take a look at the at the at the Lethbridge Hurricanes dates in particular because I yeah uh, that might be the last regular season game that I work. Ooh, that'd be tough. <laughs> well, I will go, and you can come to the second one then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or uh, or maybe you know your your throat's a little scratchy, and you know you're not quite sure if you'll be recovered by then. <laughs> So, yeah, that might, I, be I don't a, know. that might be a that might be a playoff spot clincher Ooh. for that game. So that'd be a that'd be a good game to go to. Yeah, then, the team I'm, sure. the team I'm working for is hanging on to the last uh, playoff spot right now. But nice. Well, yeah. If anyone else has had an experience uh, being able to see Connor Bedard live in person, whether it's at the World Juniors or uh, if you're from Western Canada and could see him play in the WHL, then um, or maybe you saw him in the World Juniors last year, then definitely let us know. Hit yeah. us up on uh, Twitter at Quack Report Pod, and uh, just let us know how cool of an experience it was, and uh, if I don't know, you got a puck from them or something or if or whatever. But oh, yeah. February third, February third, and March tenth. I think I said March tenth and February, or February tenth and March third. So I think I switched the numbers. But yeah, uh, February third, February third, which is a Friday, and March. I got nothing 10th, going. Which is also We're a good. Friday, We're so. good. And tickets are still available. All right, let's do it. Sick. We're good to go. Cool. If anyone else wants to come to Lethbridge, see Connor Bedard, do a little meetup, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> we're, we're not paying for your tickets or anything, but uh, you're, you're on your own there. Uh, well, well, you pay for your plane ticket to come up here. You know what? We'll buy your uh, your game ticket for you. 
<laughs> Unless you're That's from Northbridge. Incredible no, giveaway. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to not be from the area. You, well, yep. Let's specify that. There you go. <laughs> so I don't have like my parents and our friends being like, you said. Yeah, you said. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. If, if you're like Allie and you're from, uh, from California and you've come all the way up here for a WHL yeah. game, the we'll, buy your, we'll buy your yeah. yeah, and anyone else, yeah. Yeah, well, shall we get into this? Uh, we'll talk about Bedard later, I'm sure. He, he, he always comes up, especially with the position that the Ducks are in. But should we get into some uh, non-Bedard NHL hockey games here? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Yeah, so the uh, second game of this Ducks win streak here, this little, uh, little mini streak, I guess, we've put together because it's not quite a streak until you hit three, I would say. Um, this was a 5-4 overtime win over the visiting San Jose Sharks. So, yeah. San Jose, I think, Anaheim, and not being able to get it done in regulation. Yeah. Name a better duo there. Yep. Three out of three out of four of the games went to overtime, or were decided in overtime or a shootout yep. this season. So, And uh, the fourth one we don't talk about. No. So Don't want to talk about it. I yeah. want to talk about this one. I actually want to talk about this one a little bit. Yeah. Because there's some good, good stuff. There's, there's, there's some not great stuff still. Of course. But there's some good course. stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the not great stuff or the good stuff first? Let's... Uh, do you want to get the negative vibes out of the way first? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because there's, okay. there's not that many negative vibes, so I think yeah. we can get those out of the way. So this team realized that they played well defensively in the uh, last game there, and that was something that I commented on as well, that like this was the mm-hmm. best defensive game I've seen out of the Ducks I think out of like the four years that we've been covering the team and they went oh shit right we're not supposed to be good defensively okay uh, what were we doing before okay perfect Uh, yeah this team went back to sucking ass uh, (laughs) defensively there's there's no easier way there's no there's no way of sugarcoating uh, sugarcoating it Um, this team gave up uh oh how many shots was it was it 38 no sorry 41 shots on goal Oof. uh from the san jose sharks to and, be fair it went to overtime so yeah it did but uh out of those um oh, how many how many how many chances can i do math in my head really quickly i definitely cannot we got 20 57 uh chances shot attempts or shot chances for the uh, san jose sharks mm-hmm. uh out of those 37 were low danger pretty normal okay. but then you get into 12 medium danger and eight high danger chances damn that's, so these are are, are these sorry unblocked shot attempts yeah i believe okay. so so this yeah. so this includes shots um posts that, and yeah, 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 missing and missed the net yeah not blocks yeah. okay um yeah if i'm not, oh and only blocking nine shots too oh damn yeah, only yeah nine blocks from uh, from this team as well. So from, yeah, they uh, from the Ducks that is right. I'm yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know what? We haven't pulled up. Uh, we haven't pulled up a shot map for a little while here. It's been a hot minute. Let's let's pull up a shot map. If uh, I'll, I'll describe it as best as I can for those who are just listening to us. But if you are watching us on YouTube, you'll be able to see this in just a second here because this is. The highest concentration I have seen out of anything except for the vodka bottle I wanted to reach for um, <laughs> when watching this game. Okay, here we go. Uh, share screen. 
And here we go. Look at the shot concentration here from San Jose in the slot. Ooh. Like on top of the crease. Look at in, that. In the slot. That that's the crease. <laughs> that is that point is blank range. Ridiculous. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna zoom in a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, as far yeah. as I can zoom in there. That's good. That's good right there. Yeah. That is goddamn. To describe like, it for those who are just listening, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I can't see the top of the crease actually because there are so many bubbles layered on top of each other that it has completely obstructed the view of it. Yeah. I can't tell what is the crease and what is a bubble. Also because they're kind of the same color. Not quite. Don't worry, I'm not colorblind. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> How colorblind are you? <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's, it's actually not close at all. But um, but yeah, yeah it was... Uh, I'm trying to think what it looks like. There's a, there's a comparison there, but I don't know what it is. Not sure either. It's like a but, pile of rabbit shit. Sure. <laughs> just, just a rabbit? bunch of small <laughs> pellets stacked up on top of each other. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so, yeah, the Ducks sucked defensively again. Um, and, uh, you know, let, let's, let's, talk, let's talk defense for a little bit. But I'm going to focus on uh, a couple specific forward lines. In terms okay. of defense. Because okay. we talked about these couple of lines for the last couple of episodes. And we like the idea of it, but I'm kind of over them. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, I'm trying to keep in mind, giving ourselves the best chance at Connor Bedard. Zegers, Strom, Vetrano is the line because you have Henrique, McTavish, and Terry now. Right? Mm-hmm. Rather than, in particular, Henrique, Zegers, and Terry. So the Zegers Strom Vetrano line is all right offensively, but mm-hmm. it's a defensive liability. I'm zero percent surprised by that. <laughs> so over their last nine games together, because that's how many games that this line has played together, mm-hmm. uh, they have an expected goals for of one point four, mm-hmm. but an expected goals against of three point four. So basically, every goal that they give, they'll give up, or that they get, they'll give up three mm-hmm. as a line. And their expected goal percentage is only at 29%. Now, how does that compare to the McTavish-Terry-Henrique line? So, uh, oh, and sorry, for uh, for this actual, like for this game in particular against San oh, Jose, yeah. uh, 0.8 expected goals um, mm-hmm. when they had one actual. Yep. And they got lucky on the defensive end because they were expected to give up 2.069. Uh, with only but, one actual, but their expected goal percentage in this game alone was a team worst nine point nine percent. Damn! I mean, you could round that up to ten, so that sounds a little nicer. Double digits. <laughs> here, okay, you know what? Here, I'll, I'll, you, you want to make it sound nicer, and then I'm gonna drop it back down to uh, shit again. The next one is okay. uh, oh, hey, look at this: the Zegers Strom Vetrano line at twenty eight percent for the game. Oof. Yeah, so Comtois, Carrick, and Silverberg was your next best at 29%. And then, weirdly, uh, Kirkland, Megna, and Leeson was at 61%. But for your forward five, like oh. for your forward lines uh, at five on five, that's not great. And if we go to uh, all situations, oh, sorry, Henrik McTavish Terry was the all situations one. Okay. Uh, and it's, and it's, it's about the same, actually, for the other ones. So mm-hmm. uh, Kirkland, Megna, uh, Leeson led in uh, expected goal percentage. But 
that also does happen when you're playing a lot less time overall. And the quality of competition is much lower. Like it's yeah. It, I mean, not that ours is fantastic either, but like our fourth line and San Jose's fourth line are pretty on par. It's not like we're playing against Colorado's or Tampa's fourth line, right? Yeah. So let's compare it to the Henrique, McTavish, and Terry line. Okay. So over their last 10 games together, they have an expected goals for of 0.6. So, like, like on average or like in total? Yeah. So, so on average. So basically okay. every two games, the line will generate a goal. Okay. Um, but then their expected goals against is 1.8, with their actual being three. Damn. Like in their last 10 games. Okay. I mean, so in their, so in their last 10 games, they're, yeah, they're expected for half a goal and expected to give up two if you're routing. Okay. And this three actual given up is for, is like this what game. they've actually, is what they've actually let up. This is in their last 10. Oh, in their last 10. As, oh, as damn. Line. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow, I'll take that. I mean, not not so, the only not only one goal for the line. That that's bad. I don't want that one goal every ten yeah. games. But um, but I'll take three goals against. Over or sorry, that's over the over the ten games, not as an average. Sorry. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, so over their ten games, they were really, they were expected to only have point six of a goal. I see. Yeah. Okay. So for this game in particular, though, their expected goals for was point zero nine goals. <laughs> That is bad. And their expected against was 0.83. So their actual goals for was zero uh, as a line. Mm-hmm. And their actual against was three. They were on for three of the four goals against in this Yikes. game against San Jose. Um, yeah, and as I said already, their expected goal percentage was 0.9%. Or was oh. was 9%. Yeah. Um, now, to compare both these lines... Together, like yes, it's smaller sample sizes of nine and ten games. Mm-hmm. But let's take That's a look. Still at, enough to be able to compare them, though. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's take a look though at the line that we know is tried and true and works in the Henrique Zegers and Terry line. Mm-hmm. Over their thirty-three games together, they had an expected goals for of fourteen point six, and their actual was fourteen. So right on where they should be. Yeah. And. Then uh, on the defensive end, uh, their expected goals against was thirteen point one, where they've had fourteen actual. So basically, it's mm-hmm. a it's a you score one, you give up one, which that's that's ducks hockey these days. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and their expected goal percentage is fifty two point seven percent, compared to uh, Henrik McTavish Terry is twenty five percent, and uh, Zegers Stromvetrano is twenty nine percent. Okay. So this is what happens when we try to spread the scoring a little bit here. It it does yeah. get spread literally, yeah, yeah, for sure. but then defensively it becomes worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Is there any stats on McTavish, Strom and Vetrano playing together? I don't know if that line, if that's ever really been a line, but uh, McTavish, Strom and Vetrano. Let me, yeah, just to compare, like, because then we're looking at the same six forwards just in two different combinations. Uh, then I, the stats yeah, geek in me just wants to see, like, if that line is just, like, abysmally low, where it's, like, your expected goals for is, like, 0.1, and your expected goals against is, like, 70. It's actually not that bad. Uh, Strom McTavish Vetrano uh, has played 62 minutes together, 14 over 14 games. Okay. Uh, their expected goal percentage is 33%. So that's already better than the than two, the other two individual yeah. lines. 
Um, their expected goals for is 1.7 and expected is 3.4. Okay. So um, the 30, was it 33 exactly for their expected goals percentage? Uh, 33.3. 33.3. Okay. Um, just to, f- so then for as an average between those two lines, that's 40, expected goals percentage of 43%, um, which is still a higher average than the uh, Zegra Strom Vetrano and Henrik McTavish Terry lines, which would yeah. be somewhere in the 27. 27.1. Actually, that one I can do in my head quite easily. Yeah. So, and so um, for that for that particular line overall, uh, over the 14 games, gave up one goal. Or sorry, gave up five goals, scored one goal. But Okay. Um, yeah, over 14 games. So Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so like... Okay, this is, for me at least, where an instance of where the numbers and the eye test don't quite match up for me. Because... I I really do prefer the um, Henrik McTavish and Terry line. I think that is a really solid line. Like especially McTavish and Henrik, those two seem to have some good chemistry with mm-hmm. each other. Um, I don't know if Terry quite fits on that line. I think I would definitely prefer him to have Zegras or to be up with Zegras. But I don't know if I would like Vetrano on that line since lately he has been a fucking black hole for offense. Actually, do you, just <laughs> snake bitten, yeah. Yeah, the I don't know whether to feel bad for him or to say get him the fuck out of town for those two posts on the open net <laughs> in this game where he took two oh, whacks okay. at it and he hit the same post both times and like yeah. yeah, he was being defended but I was like like fuck that how do those not go in, man? <laughs> like <laughs> Christ. Um so I, I would really prefer to have somebody else in this top six mix and Vetrano just be like a third line guy. But for now at least for, until for now, for now, the snake bit and is like until we got the anti venom for the snake bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So So yeah, I I guess the reason I like Henrik McTavish Terry is because I like Henrik and McTavish together. Um but I, I honestly didn't think that they're goals for and goals against, like, their actuals were this skewed. Like, I honestly thought that they had more 5-on-5 goals. Uh, maybe I'm thinking, maybe was the one actual against the Stars? Maybe I'm kind of mixing that game up with the uh, I'm one, not but... sure offhand, but okay. the, the one line that was working that I am totally fine with for this season... Um... Besides Zegers, Henrik, Terry... Yeah, if for for Mason McTavish in particular, is that mm. uh, line of McTavish, Jones, and Leeson? Yeah, that, that one's was actually really good, been yeah. that one's actually been doing decent. It was uh, right down the middle at fifty percent for goal percentage, and their expected goals uh, was where did that go here? Forty four point one percent. Their yeah. expected goals for was five point two. Expected against six point six. So. Mm. And this was uh, over how many games? 15 games in 123 yeah, okay. minutes. Yeah. So, so I also like that line. The issue with that is that you can't play it as anything more than a third line. Like it's a realistically it's a fourth line, but it's mm-hmm. just because of the wingers. You could maybe push it to be a third line if you were desperate because Mason McTavish. But there's no way you can rely on that as a second 
or a top six line, we'll say, which is what McCavish should be playing on. He should be playing with top six wingers. And yeah. uh, don't get me wrong, Jones and Leeson obviously work with him, but over an 82-game stretch, that is not a second line. So no, so it's the only issue I have with that. Is like, yes, it's a productive line, and it makes uh, the team good. It gives us good depth, but it's at the detriment of the development of Mason McTavish. Like, look at yeah. how much he's just popped off playing with Adam Henrique and Troy Terry, or, or even just on the power play. Like, even just playing on this line gives him confidence on the power play, it seems, because he's been yeah. amazing there over the last very short stretch of games. But, um, so yeah, I think, realistically, we just need another top six, consistent, tried and true top six forward um, to take Terry's spot on that line so that Terry can take the spot on the second line first. The other line, we'll say, <laughs> with Zegris and Strom. Because mm-hmm. I think that would be my ideal pairing, Zegris and Terry with Strom in there, either center or on the wing, doesn't matter. And then Henrique McTavish, insert name here, with Vetrano and, uh, I don't know, Comtois, I guess, and hopefully maybe Connor Bedard. <laughs> yeah. I was just like trying to think because like we were talking about how like the the offense has kind of shriveled up a little bit. Yeah. And the the these two combinations are definitely part of it, along with just, you know, a couple injuries mm-hmm. in general. Um yeah. but uh yeah, just with the exception more, of like, the last couple games, but yeah, but like just seeing the the defensive numbers, like the like the like the goals against and whatnot, it was like, oh, okay, I can kind of see Mm-hmm. Why a little bit because these guys are being forced to play in their own end a little bit more comparatively. So, yeah, um, I would be curious to like let this go for a few more games though, like say and three, and then s- look at it again over the next, the, I guess the five games. Like so, these two plus whatever the next three are, because I think over the last two games something has clicked that has mm-hmm. allowed us to, I don't know, just be be more confident, I guess, because we haven't been great offensively or defensively in either of these two games like it's kind of exactly what you would expect i would say like only two goals against the stars yeah that's expected what was unexpected was not giving up any goals a 5-4 game against the sharks that is expected for me um but i want to see three more games and see if the numbers improve a little bit because maybe the it's just taken some time for these combinations to uh, grow together and gain more chemistry, but yeah, that that's just me. So, no, that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah but Speaking you're not you're that. not you're not wrong with the McTavish Henry thing. Looking at it, uh, besides like with Terry, um, that pairing paid or played uh, with Vetrano and Sulferberg. Mind you, Sulferberg was only for five seconds. Oh, um, but that line generated a goal. Uh, the McTavish Henry Fratrano line played 50 seconds together and generated a goal. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I literally never thought I would say this, but I think All Star Troy Terry is kind of lost on that line. Like he's kind of dragging it down. You could do on that line specifically, not not the team. That yeah. line specifically. Y- so. You could do like Henry McTavish on like a second line if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And have yeah. like Zegret. Like it's. Forward lines are kind of turning into pairings and then figuring out who that third guy is going to be. Yeah. And I just right? think it's that Terry's not that guy because he's the shooter or Terry right. is a shooter. But, and, but it, Zegris, but, but Zegris Terry is a pairing. Yeah, exactly. Because right? Zegris is the playmaker, Terry's the shooter in that scenario. But 
And on this line, Henrique is kind of the playmaker and McTavish is the shooter. What is Terry doing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he could pass. I guess Henrique's more of the let's go in and get the puck kind of guy. Terry could, I guess, maybe be that passer. But, like, I don't know if that really totally suits his skill set. Like, obviously, he can pass, but it's just not quite. It's not the role that he really thrives in, I don't think. so. Yeah. Um, okay, you want some good stuff from me now? Um, I, I have one other thing or, just in okay, terms yeah, of um, defensive liabilities. Just a just l- little cherry on top here. <laughs> and in this John Klingberg, right? John Klingberg. Of course, of course. Um, that first it, goal against. If you're curious why... Well, yes. If you're curious why the team overall was worse defensively, it's because, remember, last episode we talked about the declining time on ice for John Klingberg, how he was down to... Roughly 15, 16 minutes, uh, occasionally popping up to 18, oh God, yeah, maybe 19. Get, played yep. 2254 against the Sharks, so just shy of uh, 23 minutes. And yes, we went to overtime, but yes, say he played. And assist, but yeah, say yeah, he yeah, played yeah, half yeah. of overtime. Overtime was what, three minutes, four minutes? Before yeah, they scored? Three, three, three minutes. Um, I've got it up here. I just got to scroll. Uh, Oh shit! No, it was only a minute into overtime. Oh yeah, one minute. God damn. <laughs> and so, okay, let's say he played all of that. You take off the one oh eight. He still played uh, like twenty one forty six. Quick math, kind of. At least you can do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, twenty one forty six, which is would be his highest um, in regulation time since. November 19th against oh. the St. Louis Blues. Damn, all right. Which is once his minutes sharply dropped off. Yeah. And to be fair, he was injured a little bit in uh, end of November, early yeah. December. But yeah. But this is so, a game that Klingberg, like, he took the he took the name offensive defenseman and he went, fuck the defense part of it. Yeah, offensive man. Yeah, offensive man. Because, yes, he scored the game winner. That's great. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. yeah. He got an assist. That's cool, too. He ended actually a plus one. Cool. I like that. Got six shots on goal. Cool. Mm-hmm. But then through one hit, no blocks. He at least took the puck away two times. How many times did he give it away? None, actually, surprisingly. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, even if Klingberg could have an offensive game like this every three games... He's, I would be fine with it. The defensive side of it. I would though, be fine right? with it if he actually played defense consistently on the uh, all eighty-two games. You know what? I'll, I, give I him, I'll even give him seventy some... games. Like you can have some stinkers in there, but we only need this offense from him once every three games. We, what yeah. we need from him is the defense, and he's. Not I want the offense it. for him to come from the power play, and guess what? You kind of botched that for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> So it's time to hike up your pants and play some defense here. And what I saw, at least off of the first goal in particular, was lackluster still. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want some effort there. That's all That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you can show that you can just at least be valuable to a team, mm-hmm. right? Like, because, sure, the points might not come this the rest of this year, right? As it, as it hasn't already, just because, yeah. you know, it, he is playing on the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. Right, who's and, not and it's a, a new great team. team overall. Yeah, exactly. So, so the points not might might not be there, but if you can show that you can be helpful defensively at least, and not mm-hmm. again more useless than a pylon. Yeah, 
then you got a chance to go for a contender. Mm-hmm. Like nobody yeah. went into this season thinking Klingberg was going to be an Anaheim Duck past the trade deadline. No. Right? If like that's did, what everyone's hoping. Mistaken. That's what everyone's yeah. hoping is that he's not. Yeah. Right? Like, like that was before the season. It's not like it, we were going like, oh, he, he's horrible and we picked him up and like hope he gets out of here soon. It was, yeah. no, we hope he's good trade bait that he produces for us and then goes on and gives us something in return. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, if he can put up the points, I think, I, I think a team in a playoff spot will take a chance on him. They'll be like, fuck it. Come join us on the third line and get a goal every couple games or an assist every couple games. Like, I, I think... Here's open. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's really all that we'll need for a team to be interested in him is him to just kind of rack up the points down the stretch. But mm-hmm. um, because of the defensive liability, we're not going to get a ton for him. So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, enough breath wasted on John Klingberg. <laughs> um, let's, right. uh, let, let's move Here's on to the up. positives here because there, there is quite a few for this one. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm just going to get this one out of the way right now because there's not a whole lot of, to, to talk about, I feel like, overall just for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we weren't the most penalized team in this game for once, which was nice. Uh, nine penalty actually. minutes for the Anaheim Ducks compared to San Jose's 13. Now take away five for uh, each side. So uh, it's a four and eight for each team. Yeah. Um, just for that fight in there. So, yeah, that's... That's nice. I like only taking two penalties yeah. in a game. That's yeah, way yeah. better. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Um, Stellars had a healthy night. This is his first game back uh, since he was injured on December 9th um, mm-hmm. playing. Put up a 902 save percentage and a .96 goal save above expected. I like that. I like yep. that. But uh, we all know that the star of the show in this game was a guy that we talked about a little bit already in Mason McTavish. Oh, yeah. two goals, two assists. Um, I think that's supposed to say three shots on goal. I might have typed that. I'm just double checking here. Yeah, three shots on goal. Yeah. Um, did well on faceoffs as well. He had a 56% on faceoffs, yeah. nine for 16, mm-hmm. and two takeaways in there. Yeah, a um, couple hits thrown as well. Yeah. So, um, which I didn't realize actually how big of a kid he is already. Oh, yeah. Six foot two thirteen at nineteen years old. Yeah, yeah. He's a big boy. He's he's gonna be a dominant power forward in a couple of years. He is. Like Nathan McKinnon level power forward. I think. Oh, oh like- that's Oh, that's cool. Sorry, I'm just uh, it says his birthplace is uh in Zurich, actually. Oh, Cool. Cool. Um, sorry, just random thing that I just yeah. noticed there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so as of this recording, though, we do have a race for rookie scoring. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is officially a contest now. Because Mason McTavish is only four points back of the Seattle Kraken's Matty Beniers, who was taken one pick ahead of him in the 2021 NHL entry draft. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to give you a couple numbers for each of these guys, though. So, Matty Beniers has played 38 games and has registered 30 points. Mm-hmm. Um, his average time on ice, though, is 17.06 per game, which is Ooh. pretty damn good. Yeah. But now let's compare that for McTavish, who's got 26 
points in 40 games, but he's only averaging 1446 per night. Yeah. So he's doing almost the same as Beneers, but with less time. Yeah. So this is where I ask Dallas Eakins. What could he be doing if he was given more? If he was given the opportunity of, of a Matty Beneers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Within the first five, 10 games. Because mm-hmm. it took a while for McTavish yeah. to be given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right? Which I get it. Like, I'm not saying that he just deserved to walk in and be given top six minutes. But with how this team was looking, like, at the very start of the season, that's one of your better guys. You put him in the top six and you keep yeah. him there. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, playing the, the five minutes on the fourth line for, what, five games or something like that? That was bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what? There's time to make up for it. And uh, we are officially still on, or we are we are still on Mason McTavish for Calder. Watch. Yeah. So. I. The only thing, is, like, before everybody rushes out and puts their money on Mason McTavish winning the Calder, Nah, do it. DraftKings Sportsbook, <laughs> promo code THPN. If you're if you're going to, then yes, obviously that's where you would do it. But the it's hard to not like I know it's an individual award, but it's hard to not um, look at the team success of these guys as a factor for the Calder, at least to some extent. So Anaheim, obviously bottom of the Pacific Division in 40 games, 12 wins, 24 losses, four overtime losses for 28 points. Um, Seattle Kraken, at the time of recording, 38 games played, so a couple less than Anaheim. Uh, 22 wins, 12 losses, four overtime losses for 48 points. So a 20-point gap with Seattle having two games in hand still. Um and again, it's an individual award, so it's hard. You don't really want to put that comparison in, but when you look at where the Seattle Kraken are in the standings, third in the Pacific, way higher than anybody had them at the beginning of this season, I would, I would think. And how big of a part Matty Beniers has played in the success of the Seattle Kraken this season with him being power play specialist and, I believe second line if not maybe first top six uh, anyway second line sounds about right um yeah i can't think of who their top center is but i don't think it, that it's technically been years take a look at daily face off here yeah. um oh, it has it list that has them listed as the top line center okay who are his wingers uh everly and burakovsky okay and then the second line is uh, Alexander Wenberg, Jared McCann, and Jane Schwartz. Okay. Wow. Okay, so top-line center on the Seattle Kraken. Do they have injuries, like a center out? Uh, Donskoy's not a center. Mm, if think. he is, he's not a top-line center. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Jonas Donskoy. Uh, otherwise, it's uh, Chris okay. Trieger is the only other, deci- uh, only other injury. Okay, so yeah, so with how big of a part Matty Beniers has played on the success of that team, um, that like that's obviously a huge factor. And Seattle is going to make the playoffs barring a monumental collapse, which would probably include a injury to Matty Beniers that would 
just absolutely ruin their top six. And Mason McTavish has not played that top pairing, top line, sorry, role on the Anaheim Ducks. Could he? Probably. Would the team be much we, better we've off? We've seen that he can. Yeah, exactly. But would the Ducks really be that much better off with him as a top line center? Maybe a little bit, but not like to the extent that Matty Beniers is the reason for the Kraken's success this year. And obviously Beniers isn't the only one, but I, I just don't think McTavish being in that top six role all season long would um, make the team that much better. And then so you are kind of looking at, okay, Beniers and McTavish, let's say they finish the season with the same amount of points and the same amount of games played. Um, but let, now let's look at where they are in the standings. And likewise, how important Beniers and McTavish were to their respective teams. I think that's kind of the tiebreaker. So uh, the only way McTavish puts himself ahead of Beniers enough to win himself the Calder is he needs to be like 10, 15, 20 points ahead of Beniers. Like just something that you can't overlook. Like look at how many points this kid put up. And then in the back half of the season when he was just a little bit behind Beniers, he just went on a fucking tear. Yeah. Yeah, the team didn't make the playoffs, but like look at how good this kid is. Like that, yeah. I think that's the only way he kind of good gets ahead of Beniers mm-hmm. there, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I see your points. But if you want to make some money, Mason McTavish is plus 600 right now to win the Calder. Go put 10 bucks down, win yourself 70, and thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the odds on Beniers? Uh, 170. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, don't, don't worry about that. That's Trump change. Don't, don't put your money there. Your 10, so. your 10 bucks will get you 27. Yeah. So, I mean... Seventeen dollars that you didn't have before, but but you could do it on McTavish and get sixty. Yeah, or just lose it all. Gamble responsibly, everybody. Yeah, but yeah, or you could put it on Matty Beniers, Mason McTavish, and Logan Thompson. I don't give a fuck about Kachekov. No, Logan Thompson at plus seven hundred is just waiting to be taken. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good sleeper pick, honestly. Logan Thompson. I've, I always forget that goalies can be in the Calder. Fuck, I might do that after we're done recording, honestly. Good one. Yeah. Even just like a $1 bet on that. that Never know. Uh, yeah, no, I'd do 10. You do 10? All right. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to do that when we're done because that's a that's solid odds right there. So. There you go. Yeah, okay. Um, what else do we have for positives here? Uh, that's it. That's that's what we got for this game. Uh, Anthony Stolarz. We did not actually talk about him too much. I don't think, unless you did, and I totally zoned out. I think he zoned out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I kind of went backwards. I went for like the most penalized Stolarz, okay. and then okay, here, Mike. Me, Smith, okay. You, this is the this is the gotcha. this is the headline. <laughs> cool. You must have breezed right over it because I did not even. I don't think I even said anything about Stolarz. But I was. Would, skeptical. You, would you like to say something? I, I, yeah, I do. Just a just a small thing. I was too skeptical. bad. Too bad. Don't no, shut up. <laughs> this is my show. <laughs> it's your show. Get out of here. <laughs> I I was just kind of skeptical, like when the the really the first shot of the game went in. I was like, oh fuck! Like Stellars should not be playing in this game after just coming back from injury. Like the, he was not the the start, and then it was two nothing, and I was like, oh Christ! But then after that, he proved me very wrong, he, and he had a solid night. Yeah, so it took did. him a little bit to get into it, but he's 
He's good to go now. No questions. I, I don't so. remember the second one offhand. The first one I don't put on him, though. That's the one I was talking about no. before with Klingberg on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But when you're when the def- defense collapses around you that awfully, as a goaltender, you need to make that save when it's that early in the game. You need to be like, yeah. no, like I am taking us into this game because obviously you fucks aren't ready. Um, and Stellars didn't do that. So that's where I was like, like I wasn't blaming him, but then when the second one went in, I was like, okay, now it's been two that he, I would have liked him to have. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're good enough. now. We're good. He's he had a phenomenal game. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. That is it for this game. Um, I think let's take a short break, uh, which would be a fantastic time for you guys to hit pause and uh, follow the instructions that Nate so nicely laid out for you here. Except for the NHL, not the NFL like it's going to be. But I mean, if you're a football fan too, which I know uh, a lot of our listeners are, then promo code THPN on DraftKings Sportsbook will uh, get you some sweet deals. And Nate will tell you about these. And we will see you guys in just a minute here. The NFL playoff picture is locked in. And our go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. All you have to do is place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, don't sweat it. You'll get a free bet back up up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, uh, we got some Ducks news here. Injury update as of uh, when we're recording this Sunday, January 8th. Kevin Shattenkirk is listed as day-to-day, did not play against the San Jose Sharks. Um, oh, uh, okay, sorry. Go fin- Finish that, and then I got something here. Okay. Um, I don't know if they said what type of injury it was. No, didn't say anything. So. It just said day-to-day. Okay. Yeah, um, and I think I just wanted to check how many games he's missed this season because he missed another small chunk. Oh, so five games? Yeah. So he missed four in November and then this one here as well. And I don't... Um, oh, it says illness um, is expected to suit up Sunday against Boston. This was as of uh, oh, okay. 4.51 our time, so about half an hour ago. Oh, okay. So a little so, bit updated even since I did that. Yeah. So with an illness, so potentially back, but if not, then if not Sunday, then um, Wednesday. So next game, cool. right? yeah, Wednesday probably yeah. would be better. So yeah, okay. What uh, what do you got for us now? Uh, so we are going to talk about the World Juniors a little bit, and this guy in particular. So uh, Jeff Merrick here. This was a little over an hour ago. Um, so. Uh, Olin Zellweger is back with the Everett Silvertips uh, after winning gold with uh, Team Canada. Yeah. Um, but yeah, six points. Uh, no, it looks like we have the pieces of 
uh, a trade, actually. Oh, okay. So this will be uh, not an NHL level. This will be in the WHL. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I assume. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just trying to pull up because this looks like a two-parter here. Um, okay. Here we go. Uh, so from Jeff Merrick at Jeff Merrick uh, on Twitter. Sounds like Olin Zellweger is on the move from the Elvert Silver Timps to the Kamloops Blazers. Uh, mm-hmm. Massive deal with as many as four first round picks and other pieces oh. going to Everett. Because uh, so Kamloops is hosting the Memorial Cup this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And look for Ryan Hover to go to Kamloops in the deal as well. And then he follows it up with uh, more on the Zellweger deal. Uh, it sounds like the Blazers are sending two players and two prospects along with uh, a second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks That's to go a along deal. with the four first rounders I referenced in the previous tweet. Holy shit. And says, expect an official announcement soon. So I am taking a look here. That's massive. That, that's just an insane... So how many? Four first round picks, a second... Third, fourth, fifth, fourth, and, fifth sixth? and sixth plus nine two, uh, yeah, plus two. Um, uh, where did that go now? Like two other roster players, or yeah, two roster players and two prospects, and two prospects. Yeah. So for two, four, just five, for six, Olin Zellweger, eight, or there's nine, other pieces. Uh, so thirteen picks for. Or thir- 13 pieces in exchange for mm-hmm. Olin Zellweger and Ryan Hofer. I feel like I've heard that name, so he must also be a decent player. But I'm taking a look right now. There was also rumors of Bedard going to Kamloops as well, if he if he agrees yeah, so to it. That's yeah, so that's a if he agrees and if uh, Regina wants to trade him, it sounds like Regina does not want to trade him, nor does Bedard want to be traded. Yeah. Um, so Ryan Hofer is a uh, draft pick of the Washington Capitals, was selected in this year's draft in the sixth round, 181st overall. And this season he has... Uh, 23 goals and 13 assists for 36 points in 36 games. Okay, so that's decent. Like he would be a good yeah. depth forward essentially in the yeah OHL. So or like like middle six. Yeah, kind of guy. So so, but yeah, Zellweger being the the key piece there. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a uh, that's a big deal that we're that's looking to see. Uh, Anaheim Ducks prospect on Zellweger heading to Kamloops. Nice. Which likely, um, well, not likely, sorry. It's guaranteed we will see him in the Memorial Cup since, like you said, yeah. Kamloops is hosting that. Um, but Which Kamloops is also are, a decent team as well. So Yeah, they are. Uh, for those who are not aware, uh, the Memorial Cup is like the national championship for Canada um, of the WHL, which is the Western Hockey League. The uh, QMJHL, QMJHL, which is the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League, comprising the Canadian Hockey League overall. Yeah. Um, that team um, in Kamloops also has Logan Stankoven of Team Canada, who also just obviously won um, 
a World Junior Gold. Actually, he's from Kamloops. I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh, cool. Um, there is a total of, including Stankoven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven uh, NHL draft picks on this team already. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, Three fourth rounders, a sixth rounder, a third rounder, and two second rounders. Oh, sorry, two sixth rounders. That doesn't add up, though. Sorry. Mm. Oh, only two fourth rounders. That's one. Anyways, ah. so uh, varying degrees of draft pick as well. But th- there's a couple high picks. Min- Fraser Minton is the other second round pick along with Stankoven. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, if they can manage to get Zellweger as well, I think that gives them a pretty good shot at being uh, Memorial Cup winners there. Yeah. How many NHL picks they have. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which we should try and get, if, if that it does happen, we should try and get to a Kamloops-Lethbridge game as well. well yeah, I'm not sure if they, play any, if they play any more. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit more about Zellweger. And uh, if, if we haven't mentioned it already... Um, Canada winning back-to-back World Junior Championship gold. Uh, the first time a team has won back-to-back since uh, Canada in 2008 and 2009. And there you go. I know there's, there's a lot of Americans listening to this podcast. Yeah. Sorry, I had to. Um, we got to rub yeah, it in. On. We got to rub it in. A little bit. So uh, Zellweger in this tournament playing seven games, putting up six assists in his time. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, Tyson Hines is another uh, draft pick for the Anaheim Ducks that was playing for Team Canada, uh, putting up two goals in seven games. And Nathan Gosher putting up a goal and three assists for four points in seven games for Canada en route to a gold medal championship. And we're not going to ignore the States. Uh, congrats to them as well, winning bronze in overtime over Sweden, an 8-7 final for that Barn game. Burner. It was nuts. Yeah. So... No Ducks prospects on that team, but, you know, still no. American, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of the uh, Canada winning gold in, over team, uh, in overtime over Czechia 4-3, uh, thank you to all that, wa- that uh, hung out with us for our watch party on the Hockey Podcast Network uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It was a lot yeah, of was, fun. It was a blast, yeah. yeah had, uh, good stuff. Some great engagement in the chat. Some, uh, some listeners of this show as well hopped over there. And, yeah, it was just, just great overall. So Yeah. And uh, if, if you'd like to join us for a watch party, we will have some information on that uh, near the end of the episode, which yes. isn't too far off. Don't worry. Yeah, so very, very more. Stay around for a couple more minutes and we'll give you some info. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last thing that we have, I think, for news is uh, our boy, Mr. Troy Terry, has been selected, speaking of back-to-backs, for back-to-back NHL All-Star games. Uh, he was, yeah. Congrats, William. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so the All-Star Game is going to be held in Sunrise, Florida, uh, home of the Florida Panthers, um, on February 3rd and 4th. The third being the skills competition, the fourth being uh, the All-Star. It, it, they say it's All-Star Game. It's it's All-Star Tournament at this point. That's true. I don't know. I, I, I've been talking with a couple people, I'm, and I think I've talked about this on the show before. I'm not a fan of the format. I would much yeah. rather go back to just a single game, 60 minutes, um, can do west versus east. I personally liked when they selected captains and then picked their teams. Kind yeah, of it was fantasy fun. draft style. I really like that one. Mm. I am um, torn though because I do like the three on three. It really does give a chance 
to like showcase the skill of a lot of these guys. Um, yeah, but I think there's so much I, more space you, out there. But I, I, like, you I guess do it five on five, though, right? Well, yeah, you can, but the three on three is just like more exciting. I guess I don't know. I, That's fair. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think if you could do 60 minutes of three on three, but like with the same sending the same amount of guys as you normally do. So like you would have uh, okay, what, it would, what you like you would still have like eight full lines essentially. Yeah. Or no, what are, no, they send three lines each, don't they? Because they do six forwards, yeah. three defense, and a, and then two goalies. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Okay, so I guess it would be six full lines of three on three. So like essentially you're just combining, say, the Pacific and the Central with the Atlantic and the Metro. But still, yeah. you would do three on three, so then it would be a lot more to rotate through all the lines. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if that would really work. That would just be my ideal scenario, but I don't think it's practical. So Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I just the, the big thing for me is I don't think we need to send one representative from each team. That, that I'm not a fan of. Like it's, if your team sucks the, that badly, it's it's it, it sucks. Not, it's not the NHL hey, let's all get together game. It's the NHL all star game. Right? Like yeah. we want the stars of the game at this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Right. What question? If the if there wasn't that individual we have to send one or sorry, one individual from each team rule. Do you think Troy Terry still gets selected? I think it's possible. He has still been playing very well. Um yeah. overall and production wise. Uh let's see. What is he at actually offhand? Um just in terms of points. Yeah, thirty three points over forty games. Yeah. Decent numbers. Which, yeah, here, if we take a look at the point leaders, let's take a look at where yeah. he might be at. Yeah, I guess the app only shows the top 25, so, which, he's not there, but. Yeah, so he might not make it, but, again, kind of the the, the whole idea of All-Star Weekend is it's supposed to be a celebration of the league and the game and the fans, especially, right? Yeah. This entire thing is for the fans. Mm-hmm. So maybe Troy Terry doesn't get there. Sure. Trevor Zegers probably does though, because the fans mm-hmm. like Trevor Zegers. Yeah. Right. Like it, it got to the point mm-hmm. that yes, let's send Troy Terry there because he's been doing well productively, but they found a way to make sure that Trevor Zegers was a part of it. But Trevor Zegers yeah. was not an all-star. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but uh yeah, I don't know. Like, even if you know, no ducks make it to the All Star game, I'm still fine with it. Like just going oh, back sure, to yeah. like the guys that should be there are the ones that go. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, I agree, hundred percent. So. Like for my voting, we were sharing uh, who we were uh, who we were voting for, mm-hmm. and I sent to you that my picks for the Atlantic um, were actually all Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, because William Nylander and like Mitch Marner, hundred percent deserves to go this year. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But so does Austin Matthews and William Nylander for the seasons that they're putting up. Yeah. It's insane, right? So yeah. Oh, yeah, like sure. those are guys that deserve to go, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the, the questionable one for me by, that uh, you picked was Huberdo, but we, we don't need to talk about that. So <laughs> I think I uh when I revoted um the next day I put uh, Rasmus Anderson actually. So, Silicon Reflame. You put but, Rasmus Anderson in? 
He's been as doing pretty good. This, Over Leon good Dreisaitl? Are you yeah, high? Fuck Leon. Fuck. I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. Madness. No. But Anyways. like, but 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 that's a case there where yeah, sure. You know what? If we don't need to send one guy from every team, you got Connor and Leon at every single All Star game. Yeah. Right. Alex Ovechkin might give a shit about going to the All Star game. Right. Like, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see the video of like, how they like let Nathan, Troy Nathan Terry McKinnon, know? Nathan McKinnon is technically not at the NHL All Star game this year yet. That's true, actually. Until he's voted in. Unless, if he's voted in. Yeah. He'll be voted in. Yeah. Actually, but like, honestly, I think I put Ranton in over McKinnon. But. Yeah. But that's, yeah. but that's the thing, right? Like, there's there's multiple guys from each team that, like, yes, it does happen eventually, but it shouldn't be up to a fan vote to determine that where guys are still going to get snubbed. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Uh, I did you... I'm, I'm not trying to sound like grandpa wanting the yeah. old ways, but... The old ways worked. You saw the best of the best for the NHL. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it was so. they were pl- all playing against each other. So yeah. Um, did you see the video that they showed? Uh, used to like tell Troy Terry that he uh, yeah, made did. the All Star game. It was very yeah. cool. If oh, anyone yeah. hasn't seen it, it, it I'm a, I think it was on the Ducks Twitter is where yeah. I saw it. But it, it's all over and it's uh, it's very heartwarming and yeah. make him the captain. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. After after watching that, I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's either it's either him or McTavish in the next yeah, couple of years, for so. sure. So, okay, um, we've got. Uh, oh, actually, before we get to upcoming games, we've uh, got, as everybody's come to expect, here the big D energy move of the week. Which, again, we've talked a lot about World Juniors, and we did the watch along for that, um, and we're throwing it back a little further than the watch along we did back to the quarterfinals here with uh, Connor Bedard, future duck Connor Bedard's overtime winner against the uh, Slovaks here. So if you're watching, and I, I apologize for the not great quality, but Bedard comes in with a shot. It's cleared. He immediately gets the puck back and decides, okay, shot's not going to work. I'm just going to throw your jock straps into the oh. fucking rafters as he dances through. I think as somebody put it on the broadcast or on the uh, on like Hockey Central afterwards, um, undressed the entire country of Slovakia. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't need to watch the sad Slovaks because that's... No. The, the, Man, their goalie, their goalie deserved better. Oh, 100%. There's a couple goalies that Canada played against that deserved better. Yeah, what was it in this one? 56 shots, three goals. And I mean, that doesn't include the uh, save he made on Bedard moments before. Oh, no, they, yeah. did. they, they did update it. So, um, yeah, four goals on... 57 shots, I guess. So, yeah, 52 saves. No, 53 saves. Yeah, it was Nuts, lights man. out. Yeah, so feel bad for him. Same with the Czech goalie. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. But yeah. that's, uh, that is, that is this week's, uh, a big energy move. Uh, that's a second time for Canada being back to back. A big energy move. And a third time, just because I love hearing your voice, and that was definite. It, it deserves a second for Connor McDard. Uh, for, for Connor McDard. Connor McDard. McDard. <laughs> a big uh, energy move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Connor McDard. I like that. I like that. That's that's just like combining. That, that's a. Uh, what what's the what's what's the game that you could like combine like two beings together, create like a super being kind of thing. 
a game. I, I don't know what the game is, but I don't know. It's not. It's not Pokemon. It's not because like that looks no, no. like the evolutions. Um, yeah, I, I forget. Anyway, yeah. Um, speaking of that, I, I think it was during the Battle of Alberta. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Don't tell me. I'll get there. Um, okay, you got to tell me. The announcer for the Flames. Oh, Rick Ball. Thank you. Oh, yeah. God. I, that's, I knew it was in there, but I was like, this is going to take <laughs> me too long to get there. He, uh, um, <laughs> at one point in the broadcast, he was talking about Connor McDavid and he said, like, David McDaniel or something like that. David McDaniel. Yeah. And I was like, what the? <laughs> what are you talking about? How do you get there even? Like, <laughs> where is it? Where did Daniel that's, come that's from? That's how EA gets all their, like, random, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, generated names. It's not like a thing in their system. It's just, okay, how many, like, mess ups did we have this year? Okay, Connor McDaniel. Uh, sure. Yeah, throw that in there too. Yeah, da- David <laughs> McDaniel. Yeah. Or, and then, oh no, no, there's Connor McDaniel, and oh, then yeah. we have David McDaniel, and <laughs> yeah, like, oh, and then generated players. Yeah, Daniel McDavid, David McDavid, all those. Yeah, so. exactly. Okay, let's get to the upcoming games. Um, Wednesday, we will be at home to the Edmonton Oilers, a 7 p.m. Pacific puck drop. And uh, if you remember from a few minutes ago, Nate alluded to another watch along. We present to you the game that we will be doing a watch-along for the, on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. local time. We'll be over on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. And um, Ducks fans, I'm sure, hoping for a repeat of the last meeting between these two teams, a 4-3 Ducks win. But yeah. Lucas Dostal no longer with the club. so It would be very nice, though. Yeah. Uh, Is it, it's just going to be fun watching you squirm the entire time on this watch party. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I, I am kind of going to be cheering for both sides, but like, I I just know deep down the Oilers should beat the Ducks. So if they don't, should. I'm just going to be upset. Yeah, but if the but then at the same time I'll be like, oh, good game by the Ducks. We're going to have a good episode. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's do a actually before we do a score prediction. Look at this. Two out of the last three games. Oh damn. Yeah, I did say shootout, but and eh, whatever. That was that was that was the bonus in there. So, um. So yeah, I've uh, moved ahead in our standings here, two to one in forty games. So, damn, there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, got a score prediction for us on this one, Nate. Uh, for this one, I'm gonna go. Hmm. Well, the Oilers are eleven six and one on the road this season. Their last ten, though, they've been four four and two. I'm going to take a bet on the Ducks this time. I'm going to go okay. with a 4-2 win and watch me be horribly wrong. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the same score as you, but I'm, I'm just going to go the other way with it and say Edmonton. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we'll bring that up in just a second here again. But the next game that we will have upcoming is uh, Friday. Versus the New Jersey Devils. Um, although I guess we'll have an episode before then. So do we need to talk about this one? Oh, you're right. We do. No, we don't need to talk about okay. that yet. Yeah. It'll be the last game yeah. of a 10-game homestand. But we will talk about it on our next episode that we'll drop episode. on yeah. Thursday. So, yeah. Wherever you get your podcast. That's where we'll talk more about the Devils. But, yeah. Yeah. So just one game between now and the next episode. Or actually, two. Because I guess there's the Bruins one. But you guys are hearing yeah. it after. So, Yeah. You already know the result. We do not yet. Yeah. How does it feel to be blessed or, as Thanos puts it, cursed with knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And I guess that's uh, it for hockey news. We just have a what's quacking. Hey. Okay, we, that, that is supposed to be Wednesdays. I just hadn't changed it. Oh, is it? it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you, oh, yeah. Right. Because we don't yeah, have Wednesdays. a. We, we don't normally do that. Oh. So, is that I'm the episode? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the episode, is that it? I guess. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Unless you got like a joke for us or something for what's quacking. I don't know. Um, no, I, I'm not good at just coming up with jokes off the top of my head. Off the top so. of your head? Yeah. I'm more of like a situational humor kind of guy. Fair enough. Okay. You know what? Give me five seconds. I will pull up a dad joke to end us off because we we, we did the sound. I can't leave the people hanging. Yeah. You, you can't not do something. Yeah. We'll give you, we'll give you everybody a little, a little something. Consider this your post-credit scene. Thank, thank you to everyone that stuck around. Here's a nice little bonus for you. My wife is really mad that I have no sense of direction. I packed up my stuff and write. <laughs> that was awful. You know what? I'll even give you a second one because I like this one. You know, people say they pick their nose, but I feel like I was just born with mine. All right, that one's okay. <laughs> uh, that one's okay. But because it's a dad joke. But I do like it. Okay, that. you know what? No, I'm, I'm going for a third one okay. because it, it feels weird to leave it at two. Yeah. And this, this is going to be the end of it. Okay. Uh, not sure if you've noticed, but I love bad puns. That's just how, how I work. Or I roll. I roll. Oh, my God, I butchered that one. Pick another one. That was... Come on. <laughs> if you see a robbery a at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? <laughs> Nate, if people want to uh, be super upset and let you know how upset they are, or if you did happen to enjoy it because you are a dad and you want to show some respect, where can people do that at? Uh, you can send me your best dad jokes as well because I love dad jokes uh, at Tate Namas on Twitter, T A T E N H O M A S. Yeah, and if you want to send me a Go Ducks Go Oilers Suck, you can do that between now and Wednesday at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97 on Twitter. The show is at Quack Report Pod on all of the things. At Hockey Pod Net is the network on all of the things, and that is where you will find the watch along on YouTube. Thank you guys very much for tuning in, and Go Ducks Go! Hey, Carter, uh, what did the drummer call his twin daughters? I don't know what. And a one and a two. <laughs>